Hey guys, what's up everybody? So I'd throw down a little podcast today. I just remembered, which is really interesting. Um, I just checked, well, I actually just Googled. Um, hang on, I'm just pouring water into a bottle. Um, I, I just Googled a quote that I knew I had said. Basically, when I did Houston um, last year, um, I I was, I mean, I remember finishing the race and um, like to put things in perspective, two two fourteen thirty had made the Olympics like as far back as I could remember, like twenty twelve, twenty sixteen. Um, and so when I ran two fourteen thirty last year, I I pretty much assumed you know I was going to be an Olympian, and then um, it, it, I think it was March because I've just checked, so I know it was March. So basically, in, in March, um. World Athletics released what would go on to be um, the qualification process for the Olympics, and it was the first time that um, basically what what we were told was that um, they were going to set qualifying standards, i.e., times. I'm just locking up. Um, yeah, they were going to set qualification standards like times that were um, pretty difficult. And, you know, like you're looking at the five kilometer time being like 1313. You're looking at the 10K time being 2732. Um, just really, really tough um, qualification standards. Um, and the idea was that most most people would like half the field was supposed to qualify via these tough qualification standards. Uh, and then the other half, I've got a big weaker spot there. I'm just seeing it there. What a big tank. Um, anyway, um, yeah, half the field would qualify via qualification standards, and the other half would qualify via these ranking points. Now, the ranking points had already been introduced in 2018. Um, going, they, they were possibly going to be used for the World Championships, but they actually ended up not being used for the World Championships because everybody kicked up a big fuss. Yeah, sorry, mate. He's done that on purpose too. This geezer is parked right beside me, but it's totally my fault because I parked too close, so I'll have to climb across. Yeah, oh, that's my bad. That's a that's a real close. Oh, just back the head. Anyway, um, so yeah, world. It was supposed to be brought into place for the world champs, but then didn't, um, and that was because, um, like I just said, everybody kicked up a big fuss. Anyway, point of the podcast is. I tweeted, and I've just retweeted it because I love it, um, I tweeted in 2019 something along the lines of um, everybody, everybody was going crazy because they were like, what the fuck are these qualification standards, like, are IAAF joking, and honestly, I still probably like tend to agree a little bit, um, like 13.13, 27.32, some people got hit um, really hard with these qualification standards, like some events you know, it, it's a very, very difficult task to run um, some of these times. Um, but anyway, I tweeted in March, and I obviously I meant it. Like, um, I don't really tweet shit that I don't mean. Um, I'm not the type to tweet something just to get, like, some form of reaction. Um, but I basically said, um, in, in short, that I would, like, train my balls off, basically, and do everything I could to run the qualifying time the IAAF had said at the time and that if I did achieve it 
Um, because bear in mind, you know, at the at the finish line of Houston, I had people like congratulating me and and saying things like, "Whoa, you're going to be an Olympian," and and stuff like this. And you know, I was like, "Yay, <laughs> maybe I am." Like stuff like this. And so, at the time when this all got released, I was a bit like like bummed, you know. Um, and and so yeah, then we then March comes out and and anyway, so I send this tweet and I say, um, like I I basically thank IAAF and I say, look, I'll do everything I can, and if I end up qualifying, I'll thank IAAF because thank you for making me better, right? Um, because basically, like, there's a Diva Goggin says a really cool thing and. Um, he basically says, like, if you if you run a race with ten mediocre people and you win, you're still you're still only mediocre. Um, and that can sound harsh. It can sound it can sound whatever the fuck way you want it to sound. Um, and he's right, you know. Like, if you <laughs> you know shit, like, I'm not don't don't take this wrong or don't take this personal. But like, you know, if I if I hung around Belfast all the time and and just won like, the local 10Ks and just won the park runs and things like this, like, it's not going to make me a world-class athlete. I'm I'm a winner. Don't get me wrong. I'd be winning all the time, but it really comes down to what you're winning. So when IAAF and World Athletics set these higher standards, we, as the athletes, then had to raise our game. We had to focus more. We had to train more. We had to train smarter. Um, it probably meant I did more altitude trips than I normally would. You know, if that 214.30 had have qualified me, goodness knows what I would have done over those like preceding months. You know, if 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 in March, um, you know, when when the qualification stuff came out, um, the the time ended up being um two fifteen, and back then, yes, of course, in the interim, Irish guys have ran faster, but back then, on like back then in sort of March, I would have been, I think, the only person qualified. Obviously, then come September, Kevin Seward would have qualified. And then obviously in October at Dublin Marathon, a lot of more boys would have qualified, etc., etc. But basically, you raise your standards to everything that's going on around you, the people you surround yourself with, um, the competition you're in, qualifying standards, entry standards, your next big goal, etc., etc. And and so I sent that tweet out March 2019 and said, if I do end up qualifying, that I'll thank IAAF because it means that I'll have raised my standards by a long way to try and match what they've said as the criteria and I probably owe a lot to them for doing that um so I thought that was really really cool I kind of remember sending it and so it just dawned on me I kept meaning to search it and then I didn't want to search it on my phone because it would have took me forever to go back to March 2019 and so it was far easier to just google search it um and there you go. Um, so I still haven't ran. Um, I, I did run Monday. But I just ran Monday because it was convenient to run on Monday. And everybody else was. And I would have been bored just sitting around the house. Um, oh, there the lights go already. Sorry, I'm having a drink and I'm at traffic lights. And, um, so, yeah, I still haven't ran. But I, I do plan to run with a couple of guys tonight. Um that should be, I, I was going to run this morning, but then I knew there was guys running tonight, and um, it, it'll be quite nice having a group, but it's just not the best timing, because I'm I'm actually driving to get massage, and I'm pretty sure massage will beat me up quite a bit, so you might actually find a rest again, 
Um, I'll, I'll just wait and see how much massage beats me up, I suppose you could say. And then I'll wait and see what I'm doing later. You know, if I, if I end up with plans later, then um, I'll do that. But I feel like I've rested enough now that I've done my body a pretty good service. Um, I probably should rest for another couple of days. I told Haas I'd rest on Monday, but like, not like he's going to believe me anyway that I'm actually going to rest till Monday. He's probably like rolls his eyes when I text him that and say, okay, I'll rest till Monday. Um, I fucking hate resting. Um, it's not like I don't, it's not, it's got nothing to do with like losing fitness. Like, first of all, I don't really lose fitness. Like, you know, I took eight months off and then I was able to go and do 13 miles at like 620 or 630 or whatever I told you guys. I don't, it's not, it's not about losing fitness. I just like running. Um, which is, which blows my mind because I used to always categorize. I used to always think there was two different types of runners. There was runners that are good at running like are just naturally good at running so they run because they're good and they can win and, and it feels really cool um and then there's the diehards that like just love running like love it with a passion and so even when like even when they're, the, the way i categorize this is if if you find yourself working a full-time job and you're either getting up at 5 a.m or 6 a.m to go for a run or you are going for a run after work in the dark oh what a lovely car big bentley just flew past me um or yeah you find yourself running in the pitch black when it's raining and all the rest of it and you're a fucking diehard you love it you just whether you like to admit it or not you love it you're a running nerd and you love running um because i i that blows my mind that people would do that um well it used to blow my mind that people would do that but now i'm slowly starting to think i am that running nerd um and and maybe I do just absolutely love it. Um, whether I like to admit it or not, I am a running nerd. Um, so there you go. I always thought I was just that like cool runner that was kind of just good at it. Didn't really love it, um, but just did it because he was good at it and he shoot and all these kind of wonderful things. Oops. Um, I'm gonna get in trouble. I was bad driving. Sorry. Um, yeah. So. Um, I, maybe I'm a mixture, because obviously I am pretty good. Um, but I also I also do genuinely love um, getting out for runs and stuff like that. Um, and I and I think what what tells me that is like obviously when it gets like you know I I have just raced a marathon and you know the coach would say hey you know if you want you can take two weeks off and and I'd be like this coach is dreaming because I just love getting out for a run. I love how it makes you feel. Um, I love that it makes me, I'm not hungry when I'm not running. I don't mean like hungry for success. I mean like I'm just not hungry. I don't want to eat. Um, and again, that's got none, none to do with putting on weight or anything like that. It's just, I, I don't really feel like food. I would just sit and drink coffee all day to be perfectly honest with you. Um, and maybe that's why my podcast is like hyperactive because I've had two coffees down me from half eight this morning. I go and sit in this lovely little coffee shop over at Titanic Quarter there and it's called Paper Cup, um, and I just sit there and I just enjoy a coffee and look over at the Titanic and watch the flags blowing because it's windy and yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a shitty day. Um, someone sent me a message and they said Happy Friday, and I said I'd be happy if the sun comes out. <laughs> Thought that was quite funny, but yeah, I suppose I would be a bit happier if the sun came out. But no, I, I'm 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 starting to enjoy. You know, I I can feel. I can feel this like air of confidence about myself and um it's got it's got nothing to do with like um 
like looking in the mirror and thinking I'm looking gorgeous because I'm not. My little bald head at the minute is not doing me any favors. Um, it's more to do with like I'm just really, I'm just really excited about the progress I've made and um, I'm excited about where it can go. You know, this is this is business end now. Like this is this is for four years I've been working to get to this place, which is like in a place of strength and and basically I think I think with every marathon build up, it sounds obvious, but you build on the foundation that you'd already built. So you build this foundation and then each marathon buildup is a specific buildup for the next marathon, but it builds upon the foundation that you'd already built and like the groundwork that you'd already laid down. Um, so yeah, so like, feck, like my, my foundation now is just super strong. Um, it's, it's a lot more than just fitness. It's, uh, you know, some lady sent me a, screenshot of a or a photograph of a powerpoint that she did and she called it the unbreakable mind and she says you know there was i don't know if she was saying there was heaps of people she could have picked as like her chosen um athlete uh, portray as that has an unbreakable mind um and she picked me <laughs> and and i laugh at that not laugh but like i'm i'm really chuffed about that because it's not long ago that i had a really weak mind um and you just have to work on it. Um, I I built strategies along with people that helped me, like Gary Longwell and um, Jordanstown Sinai. Um, but I, but I also like aside from Gary, Gary will tell you this. You know, it's almost like when I talk to Gary, it's me talking, and then he just throws in little like hard bullet points that you know seal the deal almost. Um, I downloaded an app on purpose. Um, think think Audible, but audible um like cut back instead of having to listen to an eight hour audible you listen to a 20 minute audible um and it's called blinkist and basically it summarizes books and i used to type shit in like patience and then i'd find all these books on patience and this app will have summarized them and i'd sit and listen and then i might do confidence then i might do courage then i might do discipline then i might do you know i used to think of all the little things that used to hold me back and then i would type these into this little this app called Blinkist and then I would listen to them or like I might type in Buddhism you know I might I might type in anything that I think in some way could relate to running and in some way could make me better and then I'd sit and I'd listen to them and then I'd, I'd take I'd take the knowledge I would take the experience I would take the, the you know the tips I would take I would take everything and anything I possibly could that I thought was going to make me better and and, they, and then it gets stored somewhere and then when you find yourself in a situation that, you know, you might not be able to cope with or in the past you might not have coped too well with, you, you pull on those things. Um, it's like it's like David Goggins talking about the cookie jar. And he, he has this thing. Just let me take a drink. He has what's called a cookie jar. Um, and the cookie jar is if you're, you know, in life, when things are going well, everything kind of it, it feels quite easy and. Um, everything sort of happens in, you know, call it, I've just been listening to a Keen song on repeat called Perfect Symmetry. But when everything is in perfect symmetry, um, life can feel really easy. It can feel really comfortable. Um, all, all these sort of good things. So when life goes a little bit tits up, you know, your automatic reaction sometimes can be not the reaction that you would have wanted to have sort of pulled upon which might be given up which might be slowing down etc etc and so the cookie jar 
is for like you know 10 days before Houston Marathon when you pick up a bit of an injury you, you need to rem- remind yourself you know remember what you've been through what you've came through um, and, and I think it's difficult to do that but the more coping mechanisms you have the easier it becomes you just almost have to trick your your brain and your mind into into believing something and then once you get back into a good rhythm um everything sort of straightens itself out so cookie jar is david goggins idea um i like the i love the fucking idea of the cookie jar actually and i've used it quite a lot you know like Scully, what you've been through, Scully, where you've came from, Scully, all that hard work you did, Scully, you moved the altitude, Scully, you missed Christmas Day, all this sort of stuff, you know, Scully, you ran along Woody Mountain Road 12 miles out, turned back by yourself and ran 12 miles back again, you know, you pull you pull on all the sort of shit that you've been through and then your wee brain goes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fucking tough um, and everybody has their own ideas of what tough is, etc, etc and um, for a lot of us, if somebody else was telling us what they've been through, we'd be really positive and really supportive, but yet you won't give yourself credit for what you've been through. So think about that, you know, think about somebody else telling you your own story. Yeah, I have three kids, but I still get up and run at, you know, 6 a.m. and I do core when they're like sleeping and shit like this. Like, you're a tough motherfucker. So um, believe it. Um, and, and if you need the cookie jar thing, great. For me, it was... Um, for me, I prefer, I don't know, do we call it science or logic or whatever? I preferred knowledge. Knowledge gave me power. So I listened to these audibles or these like Blinkist, you know, these summaries of books. And um, I, I, pull on, I pull on that knowledge when I'm in, you know, situations that I might be struggling. Um, whether it was coping mechanisms, whether it was um, strategies, whether it was um just you know being inspired by somebody else's story etc etc and then you, you you develop this unbreakable mind as this lady pointed out and look she's probably right because the unbreakable mind might be houston when there's a 18 mile per hour wind and you know but then i had the olympics so like is that an unbreakable mind like you know if you can't try hard even if there's a little bit of wind um, for two hours and, you know, 10 minutes. I mean, it doesn't take an unbreakable mind to do that. But, like, you know, the unbreakable mind could be, you know, Doha and, and not giving up and, like, like when I started talking nonsense about, like, retirement and stuff like this. I don't know what the unbreakable mind is. Um, I can tell you that I, I, I'm ruthless. Um, and people will either respect that or they will they will criticize that that's the world that you know we exist in um nothing and i mean nothing stands in the way of me being successful like if i think that something's holding me back no matter what it is stress is stress um and and i just i just don't want it in my life not when i'm trying to do what i do and you can't do what i do with you know other stresses in your life so you know, whether it was, um, you know, it, it could be family, it could be friends, it could be people close to you, it could be relationships, it could be, does not matter. Um, I don't invite any form of stress into my life um, or anything that might hold me back for that matter. And sometimes it's myself, um, you know, if I know I shouldn't put myself in a certain situation. Um, and for example, in the next two weeks, that situation was actually Flagstaff because I knew that I would rush back into training. I knew that I wouldn't give my body enough time to recover. 
Um, and and so it was myself. I, I had to take myself out of that situation. And now that I'm home, because of the little distractions that often hold me back from the full training and the hard training and the recovery, they're actually the little distractions that are going to allow me to rest and recover. Um, and, and what I mean by rest and recover is, you know, if I go out and get drunk, and I'll tell you, for dinner last night, I had two packets of crisps and four pints of cider. Big packets of crisps like hula hoops and Space Raiders. Beef hula hoops and beef feet. Absolutely fantastic. Um, and if you're not on your break, I do not recommend that for dinner. Um, so basically, what I mean by rest and recovery isn't so much like eating the perfect diet all week. It's just letting my brain rest and recover. Um, and it's also resting and recovering from like contact. So every day when you're pounding, you know, you're, you're wearing down bones, ligaments, joints, etc., etc. For me to take like a week where I'm instead of running 100 mile, I'm running 10 or 15 or 20 or whatever I end up doing. It's a lot less pounding and a lot less joints and ligaments and bones and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's really, really important. It's also really important that my brain gets a recovery. And everything's optional in this this week, you know. A lot of time it's not optional. Uh, I was texting a girl yesterday and, and she said something along the lines of, um, that's crazy, you know, that you would like have an ice bath and all and stuff like this. I don't know how you do it. And I'm just thinking like, you know, it's it's my job. Like, what do you mean you don't know how to do it? It's, it's my job. Like, I have to do it. I have to recover. I have to be doing, if the ice bath's right there in front of me and I know that that might help me recover from the marathon, I'm not doing my job if I don't get in that. So that's like me saying, I don't know how people get up at six o'clock in the morning and run and then go to work all day. But you do it because it's your job. You have to. Um, so training is an optional. Most of the time it's a prescription. Um, but at the minute it's optional and that's really nice. Um, but yeah, so maybe, maybe a little run later. I'm going to see how this massage goes and then I'll probably get massage again on Sunday and then hypothetically, I can jump back into some form of training next week to just just get things going again and and make sure I don't get too fat. I'm going to go watch my rugby team play tomorrow, which is actually probably going to make me sad um, that I don't still play. Um, I remember telling Haas that I'll go home for maybe like two and a half weeks because if I go home for a month, I'll probably end up on the rugby team again. <laughs> and I'm not even joking about that, but I'm just not very good at rugby, so I shouldn't do that. Um, all right, guys, look, thanks for listening. Um, maybe we'll bring back Ask Skull Friday next week. Um, I, I don't really do it all the time, but um, maybe just with everything that's been going on and, and, you know, people might actually be interested in asking some questions. So um, take that as I will, bring back Ask Skull Friday for next Friday. Um, so if anyone wants to shoot over messages or questions, et cetera, et cetera, you can do that. Um, but, yeah, guys, thank, thank you for listening. and um, Have a great Friday and an awesome weekend.